welcome all of our campuses to an amazing brand new year. I want to talk to you today about how to prepare for a new year. Come on, can we just welcome all those that are joining us, all of our locations, those in our jails and prisons. We are so honored to have all of you with us. I love this time of the year. And I tell you, it's interesting. Uh, th this is the moment when a lot of people make changes. Matter of fact, yesterday it was great. I, it was great weather, by the way. How many of y'all enjoyed that? It was just amazing. And, and you see people, you see people in the neighborhood that are out jogging that you know have not jogged before. Can I have a big amen? You know, I, there was a guy yesterday, I'm gonna be honest, there was a guy, I felt so sorry for him. I, I, in my car, I was like, can I help him out along the way? But that's a good thing. It's amazing how people begin new things in this time of the year. People that get together, they, 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 they look at goals and objectives and their vision and all of that's good. All of that's right. Why? There's something about this time of the year, preparing for a new year. Maybe you, maybe you sat down and looked at your finances or, or maybe you physically, you thought, you know what, this is the year. I mean, we all, we've all, well, matter of fact, not all, but I have picked up a little bit of weight during the holidays. So, so, so how, how are we going to address that? In other words, how are we going to grow? Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe in a relationship, feel like maybe there's been some distance. And what am I going to do? Watch this. What am I going to do to, to close that gap? Every year during this time of the year, we as a church, and, and I want to say we have so many new people at all of our locations, our church grew over a thousand new people last year. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Isn't that powerful? Many of you. Many of you are new. And so I, I want to say to you and give you a little insight of what we do this time of the year. We do what's called a, here it is, spiritual growth campaign. What is a spiritual growth campaign? It's weekend messages. It's a devotional that we read. And it's small groups, and we're all going through the same material. This year, it's the book of James. Now, the emphasis, and I want everybody to get this. Don't miss this. The emphasis is on the middle word, growth. Of course, spiritual growth, but growth. Everybody say growth. growth. And by the way, when you decide to grow, you've got to make decisions. Sometimes they're painful. You know what I've found? Nobody drifts into growth. Think about it. You've got to be intentional. I'm going to show up. I'm going to work out. This year, I'm going to get in shape. So you've got to make a decision. You've got to show up. You've got to, you've got to go to the gym. You've got to, in other words, nobody drifts into good health. Nobody drifts into financial health. And nobody just drifts into spiritual health. You've got to make a decision. Qu question is, what are you willing to do I'm asking everybody, every location, those that are joining us online, what are you going to do this year to position yourself to grow? Because I'm going to tell you something. My heart for my life as an individual Christian, as a believer in Jesus, I want to end next year closer to Jesus than right now. How many of y'all want to grow spiritually in your relationship with God next year? And let me tell you something. It's going to take some intentionality. So the question is, what are you willing to do? That's why every year, this time of the year, we do something called a spiritual growth 
campaign. Six weeks long. By the way, it's not too late to invite some friends. Uh, next week's going to be a big, big week. You can, we've got invite cards, people you can invite people on Facebook, through Instagram, through texting, email, whatever. Next week, and, and I'm very aware, I want you to know this, as your pastor, I'm very aware that next weekend we'll have 1,000 to 2,000 guests that have never been to Church of the King before. I'm very aware of that. So trust me, I'm aware you bring in your friends, you're bringing your neighbors, and so all the messages, my, what I say, I'm very aware of who is, watch this, who is a regular attender and who is a guest. I'm very aware of that. By the way, before we jump into the Word, we're also preparing for the most honored guest. Not just your family and friends, and they're important. But we're creating a space and an environment for God to show up in Church of the King like never before. How many of y'all believe for God to show up and do something amazing? If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to the book of Exodus. I want to talk to you today about how to prepare for a new year, how to prepare for the journey over the next six weeks. But, but, but more than that, I want to talk to you about how to prepare for the new year. I want to talk to you and give you the framework of our discussion today I want to take you back to a story in the Old Testament. 3,500 years ago, the children of Israel were delivered from bondage in Egypt. And, of course, they've come into the promised land and a big group of people. And, and we're in, we're in the wilderness. And they're going towards the promised land. Delivered from Egypt through the wilderness into the promised land. About 60 days into the journey, they come to this moment where Moses has this encounter with God, and God gives Moses some instruction of what to do and to tell the people. In other words, in other words, Moses hears from God of what to say to the people of how they can prepare to meet God. It's powerful. I want to say this and submit this to you guys. It's one of the most supernatural, spectacular God encounters in all the Bible. Exodus chapter 19. Moses climbs the mountain and appears before God. I'm going to read a little bit more than I usually read to give you guys context. Because out of this encounter, I'm going to extract four ways that I believe applies to our lives of how we can prepare to meet God and grow spiritually in 2023. Exodus chapter 19, verse 2. When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness. And there Israel camped in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians. They were delivered. God delivered them from Egypt. How I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant. This is powerful. Then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. By the way, don't ever forget that. The earth is the Lord's. Very important point, theologically. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And these are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. 
Very important in our message today. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will come to you in a thick cloud so that the people may hear when I speak with you and may also believe in you forever. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Let's jump down to verse 17, last verse. This is so powerful. And Moses brought the people out of the camp. They had to be intentional to meet God. They had to do something. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. I want to talk to you today about what I believe is one of the most powerful and intriguing God encounters found anywhere in the scripture. I want to talk to you about what God, I believe, wants to do in our lives this year from a very powerful text in the Bible. And what I find here is that the children of Israel, they were given instructions how to experience God in a new way. How we can experience, how we can end the year closer to God, more spiritually full in a healthier place. Number one, what's the first thing that we can do? Four ways to prepare for the new year. And it's really four ways to prepare for the next six weeks, our spiritual growth campaign, and really four ways to prepare for the new year. Number one, get yourself ready. Exodus chapter 19, verse 10, the Lord also said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments and let them be ready. Everybody say, be ready. Let them be ready for the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Every one of you, including myself, were busy. You're busy. You have responsibilities, family responsibilities, job responsibilities, work. I mean, we're busy. How do we go through the day? We got so many things coming at us. Just like the children of Israel, they have responsibilities. I mean, they got to get up. They gotta, they've got to go find breakfast. How I many you know breakfast comes to us? They got to go find breakfast. They, they had, I mean, just think about, think about what they had to do in their day. Think about what we've got to do in our day. And the complexities of life. Everything in life and the busyness of life actually works against us being in a place of meeting God because we get distracted. My, my son, I had a conversation with my son, oh gosh, probably a month or two ago. And he goes, Dad, how did your friends get a hold of you when you were in high school? <laughs> I'm like, like during school? He goes, no, like after school. I said, well, we didn't until the next day. Unless we wanted to make a phone call. And he goes, well, well, okay. And I said, well, like, what about like, like you're in a car and they want to get hold? You don't do that. Like, like, like we didn't. Like, like we would, we would say, hey, we'll meet at this time. And, and then if they're not there, I said, son, this is amazing. Now you know nothing about this, but we would actually, we would take, we would take something out of our pocket called change, <laughs> and we would actually go to a place. And, and we, there, was, there was all, I know this sounds crazy, but all over the city, there were on corners called phone booths. 
How many of y'all remember it was a dime? Come on, raise your hand in God's house. Okay, wait, wait, wait. How many of y'all remember when it went to a quarter? Inflation. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Listen, listen. I said, so son, you got to understand something. It's like, hey, you, we, didn't, we, we, didn't, we didn't know anything about that. But then we advanced. In the 90s, we had beepers. Come on, how many of y'all remember beepers? Y'all, y'all remember that? You're standing there, ah, you got electrocuted. You remember that? So, so, so we went from phone booths to beepers, and then we got phones, and they were as big as a briefcase. So you got to understand something, son. It, you, you may think like, man, y'all were underprivileged. Y'all, no, 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 no. We actually were relaxed back then. We, 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 now it's like, it's coming at you. Now it's, now it's just information is coming at you. I know that's not great grammar, but it, it's coming at you. And, and, and it's information. And, and it's coming, ooh, 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 emails and this and that and that. Wow. So, so, so the question is, how do I set aside time in the complexity of life and meet God when I'm so busy? That's what they were facing. How do you do it? Remember what I said, and I'm going to say it again, I'm going to say it to every campus. Nobody drifts into spiritual growth. Nobody drifts into relational growth. You've got to be intentional. And they had to be intentional. So, God tells Moses, tell the people, don't miss this, we've got to set aside some time. Day one, day two, intentionality. And day three, I'm coming down to meet him. Question, are you willing to set aside some time and be intentional to meet God? Wow. We are doing something that we've never done as a church before. I was talking to my wife before church this morning, and I thought maybe year one we did this. We've, We've had single nights like leadership nights and, of course, prayer nights and different things. But, but I can't remember, maybe the first year, but I know it's been 22 years, church is 23 years, where we've set aside multiple nights in a row, like Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, Thursday night. Those of you that grew up in church would call them revival meetings. Some of you from your background maybe call them spiritual renewal meetings. But they're protracted moments, and I think there is something about three days. They set aside. There's a lot, by the way, there's lots of... Three days and something happens on the third. It's like, you remember the resurrection? I mean, it's like a lot of that in the Bible. And, and so what we're doing, and we're inviting everyone to do, it's going to be broadcast from our Little Creek campus. It'll be live at all of our locations. Of course, it'll be on Facebook, YouTube. By the way, live in our jails and prisons as well. We're going to set aside three days to seek God. How many are all excited about that? We're going to press in. We're going to press in like never before. In other words, listen, we're going to, quote, get ourselves ready. By the way, we're also going to do something We're also a little bit unique, a little bit different. We're going to do prayer and fasting. That's not unique, but the way that we're going to do it, we're actually going to pray and fast this week. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to invite you as your pastor. I'm going to invite you. Please fast with me. And now we have, we have a guide. I'm going to ask you to pull that up. And you can download this. Can you pull that up? So if you'll go to churchofthekingcom slash prepare. 
And you'll pull that up and you'll go down to the bottom and you'll have fasting resources. I think there's 34 pages of prayer and fasting and resources because you've got to choose. What do you want to do? Some of you may say, you know what? I'm going to do just liquid. Some of you may say a Daniel fast. What I'm, there's in there, we wrote all that. Some say, I'm not going to do social media. In other words, a fast is when you temporarily make a decision to set aside time to say no to some things so you can say yes more to God. The point of a fast is not a hunger strike until God blesses you. That's not it. God, I'm not going to eat till you help me. That's not it. <laughs> that was funny. So a fast, a fast is when you temporarily say no to your flesh so you can say yes more to the Spirit of God in you to get closer to God. And it may be social media. I, I, so here's what I'm going to do. There's no legalism in our church. I don't believe in putting yokes of legalism on people related to fasting. I personally will do liquids this week. You can do whatever you want. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's two days. But we're adding something that we've never done before as well. Our prayer times actually corporately are going to happen an hour before the meetings each night. So in other words, Tuesday night, we're going to meet. But from 6 to 6.45, we're going to pray together. We also have a prayer wall we're going to put up. We're believing God. Listen, let me tell you, we're believing God for miracles in your life this year. We're going to have a prayer wall where if you feel comfortable writing up names of loved ones, we're believing for salvation. We're believing for God to save loved ones. Come on, how many of y'all believing for that this year? <laughs> miracles. So we're going, to, we're going to have at all of the locations, we're going to have prayer walls set up. What are we doing? So we're going to pray together. We're going to lay hands on the seats of all, listen, we're going to lay hands on all the seats of all the campuses, and we're asking God, whoever sits this week and next weekend, God, we're asking that you'd work in their life. We're believing for miracles, so we're going to fast and pray before the services. Then we're going to have worship. Then you're going to have preaching of the word of God. What are we doing? We're getting ourselves ready. We're making a decision. Nobody just drifts into spiritual growth. Pastor, I don't like where I am spiritually. you got to make some decisions. It's like physically. Well, I just don't like where I am. 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 But you got to make some decisions. And by the way, don't let anybody tell you, growth is painful. It's painful. you got to make some decisions, whether it's waking up early to do this, whatever the growth, whether it's spiritual growth, whether it's relational growth, whatever it is. Number one, the children of Israel set aside times to get ready. Number two, the second thing they did is, second way that we're going to prepare our hearts. Remember the goal here is how do we prepare, not just for the next six weeks, but how do we prepare for, listen, for the next 52 weeks throughout the year. Number two, we've got to get into the word like never before in 2023. Look at Exodus chapter 19. Look at verse five and six. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, obey my voice the word of the Lord, and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. I want everybody to hear what I'm about to say. We often fall into the trap of thinking that real, long-term transformation is impossible. That's a lie. Long-term transformation doesn't come from just trying harder. It comes from the power of a greater source affecting your mind and your heart. That's where it comes from. Transformation spiritually doesn't come, listen, 
It doesn't, it's a, you make a decision to position yourself, but when you position yourself before God's word, transformation comes from the power of this word, from God himself. So what are we doing this year? Why are we doing the book of James? I call the book of James the New Testament book of Proverbs. I love the book of James. At one time, I've memorized portions of it. And uh, the older you get, I mean, you got to read it again. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, I used to know. you you got you to stay in the Word. Now, let me just say something. Some of you guys have struggled for years with certain habits in your life. We all have at different times in our lives. And the way that we overcome bad habits and hang-ups and hurts from the past is there's got to be a greater power counteracting the flesh tendencies that we have. And it's not willpower. Willpower is part of it. You've got to make a decision. But your will can only go so far. It's your willpower hits a greater power called word power, and it breaks that off of your life. So in other words, what we're doing is, for the next six weeks, that's why we've got that devotional. I wanted to say this. We're selling them after campus. If you don't have the money, we want to give them to you free. Why? I want everybody, all the thousands of people at church camp, I want everybody to go through the devotional. It takes seven or eight minutes a day. It's the Word. Everybody say the Word. Here's what God said. He says, if they'll obey my voice... Keep my covenant, the word, if they'll get into the word, if we'll get into the word of God in 2023 like never before. I'm telling you, some of your hurts, some of your hang-ups, and some of your habits will be broken off of your life. But you need a greater power. It's not just, well, I'm going to make a decision. It's you make a decision to position yourself, then boom, comes the greater power. That's God's word. Jesus said, my words are spirit, they're life. They clean you. They, they impact you. That's why the word of God, that's why we don't apologize to Church of the King about opening the word. Because it's the word that, that changes our minds and it's the word that transforms our heart. That's why Paul said it this way. He said in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies. That's what we're doing the next six weeks. We're presenting our bodies. What's in our bodies? Our soul, our spirit, our energy, our time. We're presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. It's, and do not be conformed to this world. Can I tell you something? I want to say this. Everybody hear me. Every one of us are living potentially off of the scripts of somebody else. Culture. Maybe something you heard as a kid. You're living off a of script. It's time. 2023. It's time to live off of God's script for your life. What God says about you. What God says you are. What God says you have. And it's not going to come. Listen, it's not going to come because you just make a decision. It comes because you read another script. You get into the word of God. There's transformational power. I thank God when I got saved, Pastor Doug Armand taught me how to memorize scripture and speak the word. Everybody say, speak the word. And you declare the word of God over your life. You declare the word of God over your future. You declare the word of God over your soul, your family, your kids. I'm telling you, there's power in this word. Number one, we get ourselves ready. They had to be willing to set aside some time. Number two, they had to be willing to get in the book. Get in the word. It transforms your heart, your mind. By the way, when, you trans when your insides are transformed, it's not too long until you see transformation on the outside. Our culture puts so much emphasis on the outside. It's not that the outside's not important, but what's essential is inner transformation. Inner transformation affects the outer. All of us know how people change the outside, but if they don't change their thinking and their believing, 
they'll go back to that same habit. They'll go back to that same lifestyle. Why? Because inner transformation from God's word produces external long-term transformation. All right, number one, they made themselves ready. Number two, listen, they had to obey God's word. Again, I want to encourage you to engage in your devotional. You can pick one up afterwards. It's going to be a great year. Number three, get in a group. Exodus 19, I'm just teaching right through this story. Exodus 19, verse 17. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. And you got to think about that for a moment. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Every time I've grown spiritually, there is a principle that you must be willing to get out of your comfort zone to grow. By the way, that's in every area of your life. In the business world, you've got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. The tyranny of the familiar. What's familiar to you often keeps you captive to what God, uh, to, to your past, and it keeps you away from what God has in your future, and even your present. They had to be willing to leave where they were. Don't miss this. Don't miss this point. To leave where they were and to go here to meet God. Question, are you willing to get out of your comfort zone the next six weeks, and for you it may be, Getting out of your comfort zone of just kind of, it's just me and Jesus. I'll go to church on the weekend, and that's good. I like Pastor Steve's talks. It's a good talk, Pastor. It's a message from God's Word. But anyway, that's fine. Are you willing to risk? Oh, this is a risk. I know it's a risk. And actually open yourself up to connecting with new people in a small group. In other words, I know some of you guys, small group. I don't want to go to somebody's house or I don't want to meet in a restaurant. I don't want to. By the way, we have, we, we have so many small groups. I think we're going to have right close to 1,000 small groups, 10,000 people. There's small groups all over the place, all around our campuses, all different times. But here's the key. You've got to be willing to leave the place of familiarity. Maybe isolation for some. And I say this every year during this time of the year. Pastor, what if I go to that small group and the people are you know, kind of strange? Go to another. What if I go to another and they're strange? Go to another. If you go to three and they're strange, you're the strange one. You're the common denominator. <laughs> I, I say this every year. <laughs> if everybody's strange, maybe it's you. Come on. I got saved in a small group. I got discipled in a small group. I believe that transformation, oh man, it happened so beautifully in the circle. How many times have I been, I've been teaching through something? Even this morning, you're like, some of you guys have questions and you're like, oh, wait, don't tell me, you know, pastor, wait, hold, you can't, I mean, if you ask a question, we'd be here all day long, right? But in a small group, so here's how it works. You'll go, I, did the fir- I do the first 15 minutes of teaching, I've already taught them, Book of James. I've already taught different aspects. It's not the exact same message on the weekend. I'll pull out a nugget from the weekend message. I'll emphasize it. I'll add some new thoughts. So, it's, so you're going to go somebody's house, somebody's business, before school, before school, campus, at a Starbucks, wherever it is, at a restaurant, wherever it is, 
and, 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 and so you're going to gather, and somebody's going to have a computer, somebody's going to have a TV. The first 15 minutes, what's going to happen the next six weeks, starting next week. First 15 minutes, I come on, and man, I want to welcome everybody. We're so excited that you're on the Extraordinary Living Journey. We're going to be looking at the book of James. I believe it's going to transform your life. Okay, boom, that's done. Then there's a leader, a host. I know that leader word freaks people out. I'm not a leader. Okay, can you be a host? How about a hostess? Do you know anybody? Do you have friends? So what happens is, is then they take you through some discussion. Then you have discussion. One hour, it's done. Maybe an hour and 15 minutes. You pray for one another. Come back next week. You can do this. And I'm going to tell you something. Some of the greatest friendships that I have today. I was in Pastor Doug Armand's small group. And by the way, I remember talking about leading a group. And we're still, it's not too late to lead a group. I had been a Christian 11 months. And um, I'm a freshman. Now I'm a sophomore in college at Tulane. And it's around Christmas time, beginning of the year. And Pastor Doug, who's our pastor now, and one of our pastors on staff, he, I remember him looking at me. He goes, hey, man, uh, we're, we're going to be starting new groups. You need to lead a group. I'm 11 months a Christian. I'm like, bro, like, I'm just kind of learning this thing, you know, this walking with Jesus, living holy. You know, that's like a new concept for me, you know. Don't laugh. I'm holier than some of y'all in here now. <laughs> and <laughs> don't judge me. And so, and so I'm just like, man, I'm just, woo, I'm just kind of getting my, my feet under me here. And I remember he told me, he says, well, let me just tell you, you know, some, you know more than somebody that doesn't know Christ at all. You don't have to be this great deep theologian. You know, we're not asking you to teach the Bible. We're asking you to facilitate discussions. Does that make sense? So I want to say this. All you need to do is text the word, watch this, groups, everybody, groups to 822-822. And when you do that, I did it the other day, three things will come up. One of which is join a group. Another one is lead a group. If you want to lead a group, it's not too late. We'll give you a book. We'll equip you. We've got a short training time. I believe this. By the way, talk about getting out of your comfort zone. How many of y'all loved that video testimony of that amazing couple that's going to be leading a group? Come on. Wasn't that powerful? Wasn't that powerful? And there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of stories throughout church that King like that. All right, number one, Pastor Steve, I, I want to grow spiritually in 2023. I want to get a jump start on the next six weeks. How do I do it? Number one, you got to be willing to set aside some time. This week is a preparation week. Prayer, fasting, these three night meetings, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Come to all of them. We have child care. It is a time to press it. Number two, we're going to get into the Word of God. Why the book of James? It's transformational. It's not just my thoughts. It's God's thoughts. It's God's thoughts. Number three, we're going to, watch this, we're going to be willing to get out of our comfort zone and do something maybe we've never done before. Attend a group or lead a group. And number four, in conclusion, watch this. This is just right, right down the line. We're going to get involved. Pastor, what do you mean get involved? I'm sitting here in church. What are you talking about? Let me explain. After God challenges the nation to obey him completely and follow him wholeheartedly, the people respond to God. In fact, their words are recorded in Scripture. And I believe this is, a, this is something that God has for us as a church family. Watch this. Exodus 19, verse 8. All the people answered together. They answer together. Christianity 
is both a solo sport, but it's also a team sport. In other words, you have a personal relationship with God. Nobody can confess Christ for you. No one will stand before Christ one day with you. It's just you and God. However, between the point when you confess Christ and between the point when you stand before Christ one day, watch this, between there, you're on a team. And the team is called the body of Christ. The team is called God's church. And when you're in God's church, there's something about being together. The Bible says all the people answered together. Everybody say it one more time. Say it together. And they said all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. There are moments. Look right here. There's moments in a church like this moment. For the next six weeks, we're all in small groups studying the same thing. We're all hearing the messages on the weekend. We're reading a devotional. There's something about the community of God, the believers in Jesus in a local church being together, doing something together, studying together, growing together. There's power in that. By the way, I believe that one of the tragedies of the last three years is there's been a lot of non-togetherness. When you talk about the health challenges people have had, you talk about the political challenges, the racial challenges. I mean, there, listen, there's been anything but togetherness. Let us as the body of Christ, blood washed by the power of Christ and the cross, let us represent to a broken, fractured world what it actually means to do together the right way. How many of y'all believe that's possible? And I'll say this, Pastor Steve, can you go to heaven without being part of a church? Sure you can. But I'll tell you this, you'll be weird when you get there. <laughs> I mean that. Go on record. I know this is YouTube. I know this clip will go out. I know somebody will make a comment about it. I want to say it real quick. You can go to heaven without being part of a church, but you will be extremely weird when you get there. You want to know why? Because we need the body of Christ. When I get alone, let me tell you, if I get alone, I get weird. Everybody gets weird. We need the But Paul said it this way. The eye, can the eye say it doesn't need the arm and the arm and the ear? Are y'all with me? In other words, we need one another. There's no, let me tell you, let me tell you. Even Lone Ranger, which was a lie, there's no such thing as Lone Ranger. He had Tonto. We need one another. Even Jesus, when he went to the place of trial, the Garden of Gethsemane, he brought Peter, James, and John. Just think about that for a moment. If Jesus, in his humanity, needed his three closest friends at his point of trial, how much do we need one another? We need to be together. We need to be connected. There's been such an isolation. There's such a, everybody's concerned. If I say, everybody, politically, racially, economically, health, every, there's just, there's such a, I'm telling you, the body of Christ is the antidote to the fractured culture. We can demonstrate what it is to be together. And that's why it's important to be in church. And I'll say this, to be in the house of God. Something about that. And I want to challenge you this year. By the way, I saw some people during the Christmas holidays. I hadn't seen in three years. Pastor, we're, we're excited to be back. But let me tell you something. 
It's important to be in the house of God together. It's important to worship together. It's important to be together. It's important to be. There's something. If one can put a thousand to fly, two can put ten thousand. There's exponential power. Can I tell you something? I don't, I'm not ashamed to say I need my friends in Christ to help me so that I can stay on track. How many are grateful for the body of Christ? So that's what this is all about. Spiritual growth campaign number one. I'm challenging everybody. The next six weeks, be in the house of God. Be in church together. I'm very aware of your friends that are coming. Trust me. I'm very aware. I'm, I'm cognizant, conscious of you bringing your neighbors and friends. Be in the house of God the next six weeks. And even this year, make it a habit. Just make it a habit. 28 days, you guys know that. 28 days, you got to have it. It's back. Boom. Number two, get a devotional. If you don't have the money, we'll give you one. Want everybody, we're going together through that. Number three, let's get in a small group. And I'm believing God that at the end of 2023, at the end of six weeks, all we're doing at the end of six weeks is it sets us in a new place. It sets us in a new place. It's kind of like when you lose a lot of weight and you, it just sets it. But then, but then you got to maintain. This first six weeks, it, it's, it's, it's what it's doing. It's pushing against the drift, and it's getting us back on course. Yeah. How many of y'all believe in for big things? Come on, 2023. How many of y'all believe in that? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for I'm going to ask all of our campus pastors to come back on stage, our prayer teams to come forward. I'm going to pray for you guys. And there's people that are going to be in the foyers, small groups, people waiting to serve you. Next weekend, there's going to be people all over the place greeting your friends, greeting your family members. Again, this is a big moment we're entering into next Sunday and this week, Saturday Sunday, and this week for our three-day revival. Lord, we come before you. We set our hearts apart. We're believing for big things. We can't generate transformation, but we can position ourselves for transformation. And that's what we're doing. Lord, I'm, I'm asking in my life personally, at the end of 2023, at the end of these six weeks, Lord, set new grooves in my thinking. Set new grooves through the renewing of the mind of the Word of God in my believing. May I walk closer to you. May I fulfill what you have for my life. May we fulfill as a church. May people individually and as family members and as this church family. Oh God, I'm believing you. Lord, do the impossible. Do the impossible. Lord, we bless your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow, what an amazing service. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today, congratulations. This is the best decision that you will ever make, and we're celebrating with you. Yes, the Bible says that today you are a new creation. You are made new in Christ, and we as your church family are so honored and excited to be able to walk alongside you as you begin your new life with Jesus. Yes, and click the link on the screen or in the chat room, and you can let us know some more information about yourself and share with us your story. You can also receive some more information that you will need as you start this new journey with Christ. And maybe you've been walking with Jesus for a while. Can I encourage you with something real quick? Maybe now, as we begin this new series coming up next week, Extraordinary Living, maybe now is the perfect time to step out and lead a small group. 
I'm so excited to see how God is going to use you to impact the lives of those around you. And for everyone, thank you for joining us in church today. Thank you for being here. And we can't wait to see you next week. Same time. Same place. Have a great week. We love you guys.